Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two, one. When I'm working out, I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer, Jim Calhoun, NASCAR icon, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreit is on the phone. Really, it, it depends where you are. It's either Wednesday, November 29th, or Thursday, November 30th, 2023. People, I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's having a great day. So here is the deal for today's Aaron Torres pod. Um, basically, on Wednesday night, I went to the marquee college hoops game of the night, Arkansas hosting Duke at Bud Walton Arena. Some say it was the biggest home game that Arkansas has had in 30 years. I wanted to do a live reaction from the arena, but basically the internet wasn't good. We had some technical difficulties. So it is now 1245 Central Time. I'm back in the hotel. I got a cold beverage in my hand right here. Uh, You might have just seen it on YouTube. I'm going to go ahead and drink it because I had a long day, but a fun day. And what I just want to do, I just want to spend 15, 20 minutes talking about my experience at Bud Walton, the game itself, what it means for Arkansas, what it means for Duke. Quick reaction, we'll do the normal Friday show where we obviously do, uh, you know, obviously we're going to talk, we preview the, the college football weekend ahead. We'll do Aaron Wright, Aaron Wrong, whatever else pops up. But today, solely 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is, about my trip to Budwall and my trip to Arkansas as Arkansas takes care of Duke, 80 to 75, the final score. Let's not waste any more time. Let's just dive in. The topic of the day is obviously what I just said. First trip to Arkansas and Duke loses to Arkansas. Again, final score 80 to 75. First of all, for people who don't, you know, if you're just getting into college hoops, I mean, obviously we're going to have a lot of Arkansas fans tuning into this episode. Listen, this game was huge for a multitude of reasons. Arkansas was struggling. You know, Eric Musselman talked about it after the game at his press conference. He said, this was a must win for us at this time of year. They were four and three, had a couple things go on in the Bahamas. Their best player was injured. And you could kind of feel it on campus. There was the excitement of the big game. Students camping out, lining up around the block. You know, I I was told not every student that bought a ticket was even able to get in. Um, But you also felt the excitement. And and as I said to lead the show, I was told that this is many Arkansas fans believe to be the biggest home game that they have had since 1991 when the UNLV Rebels came in as the number one team in the country in a year that they went undefeated into the NCAA tournament. So the stakes were big. Campus was buzzing. There was a lot of excitement. Um, And first of all, let me say this for Bud Wallen. 
as good of an arena, as good of an environment as anywhere I've ever been in college basketball. Uh, obviously, I was not listening to the call. Jay Billis, I heard him say, I, I saw tweets that implied that he said that basically it's as loud of an arena as he's ever been in. I can't really disagree. Unbelievable atmosphere, unbelievable environment. Uh, you know, I thought it was really cool about 20, 25, 30 minutes before the game. Everybody's in their seats. Everybody's wearing white. Duke comes out. The boos start cascading. And the noise is deafening from the beginning. As far as the game is concerned, a couple things stand out. One, I actually thought Duke handled things well early. Uh, hit a couple really nice threes. Kyle Filipowski, their star center, got in foul trouble. I can tell you, I, 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 I can say pretty definitively that stopping Kyle Filipowski was the focal point of what Arkansas wanted to do. They got two quick fouls on him. I thought to the credit of Duke, they actually did a good job of kind of hiding Kyle Filipowski throughout most of the first half. Uh, he went to the bench, then they played some zone. But to Arkansas's credit, they ran great zone offense. Not to bore you, I don't do X's and O's on this show. But they ran some great zone offense, they got some great looks. And then right before the half, transfer named Jeremiah Davenport hit two major threes to give Arkansas a little tiny bit of cushion at a moment in time when they needed it. Come out in the second half, Arkansas goes on a quick 4-0 run. And bluntly, they took control at about the probably, I'd say, 16-minute mark. And by about the 8-minute mark, the game was essentially over. It was about a 10-11, 12-point lead. Uh, uh, Caliph Battle, a transfer from Temple, hit a big three. That was where I can definitively say that was as loud as any arena that I have ever been in at any point in my career. Just unbelievably deafening sound. Was talking to my buddy John Neighbors, who hosts radio in Arkansas. He said, I was on the floor and my ears were ringing. Of course, I had the typical Arkansas fans in my Twitter mentions. Oh, this is the seventh loudest arena. This isn't even an average night at Budwell. Shut up. It was a great environment. Just take the compliment. It was as loud of a place as I've ever been. And then obviously, look, Arkansas down the stretch did struggle to break the press. Duke obviously by that point had gone away from the zone, was full court pressing. Arkansas couldn't get the ball past half court. Uh, there was a couple scary votes. If you're a Hogs fan, they end up making enough free throws. They end up winning 80 to 75, but it was like an 11, 12 point lead with probably 90 seconds to go. And they just couldn't get the ball past half court, but they get the win. A um, couple thoughts really quick on the team itself. Listen, first of all, the, the, the talk of Arkansas's demise is greatly exaggerated. Okay. And one thing we did talk about on Wednesday's show, when I previewed this game, I really feel like the Arkansas fan base understands what they have in Eric Musselman from a number of different perspectives. I feel like most Arkansas fans, listen, every fan base wants to win every single game, but they understand that the way Eric Musselman operates, he brings in multiple new players every year. I think one year it was 11 new players. Most years it's going to be five, six, seven players. And not five, six, seven freshmen that sit at the end of the bench. Five, six, seven players that have major impact on this team. And it takes time to figure things out. It takes time to get guys in the right spots. And so you look at Arkansas, um, you know, I'm just impressed by them because they're still very much figuring it out. Duke, they were on the road. I get it. It's not easy to win. But at the same time, you look at Duke, Duke has four of its top five starter scores back from last year. Experienced team, experienced playing together. And I just bring it up because this Arkansas team, they all met in May. You know, Chandler Lawson, a starter, didn't wasn't at Arkansas. I think, let me do some quick math here. L. Ellis, Caleb Battle, Chandler Lawson. Basically, I think they have one guy that played last year in their starting lineup. That's Devo Davis. And then everybody else is either a freshman, a transfer, or Trevin Brazil. 
um, who just got to who, who was injured last year. So Arkansas, it's going to take time. Their best player, as I said, Tremont Mar- uh, Mark was not available, but they get the win anyway. Uh, from the positives perspective, I would just say, you know, I thought the guards mostly played well until the final two or three minutes. Caleb battle to me, I'll tell you, you know, I, I was, I don't want to share too much because obviously it's, it's private, but was able to, to check out practice a little bit uh, before the game. Caleb battle kind of carries himself. Like I'm a dude, I'm an alpha, I'm the man. And I felt like just watching him move in practice. I know it's easy for me to say now who could prove me wrong, but I just felt like he was due for a big game and he carries himself like a superstar. So I think he is going to be the guy that emerges over time for Arkansas, along with Tremont Mark. Um, I think Layden Blocker, a true freshman, they are getting so many good minutes out of him. He played a ton in the Bahamas tournament, played a bunch of big minutes here, had a couple really nice plays. Just a really fearless kid for a guy that's 18 years old playing a bunch of, against a bunch of grown men. And then I thought the two big guys, Trevin Brazil um, and uh, and uh, Chandler Lawson, both played really well. By the way, it's worth mentioning the, the Mitchell kid that's still on the team. He hit a, a mid-range jumper about eight, nine minutes left, and that's when I said, okay, there's no way that they are losing this game. They absolutely do not. Um, and, you know, uh, but back to the other two big guys, I would say I was just so impressed by them. Trevin Brazil, listen, let me say this. 19 points for him, 11 rebounds. First of all, I thought it was interesting in the postgame. Must said, listen, 11 rebounds is nice. That guy has has the capability to get 20 on any given night, and I keep harping on him. You can be better. Uh, Chandler Lawson is a kid that transferred in from Memphis. You know, John Rothstein uses the term hiding in plain sight. That's who I think this guy is. Seven points, eight rebounds, six blocks in this game. And he is a very valuable chess piece. When Arkansas played Purdue in the preseason charity exhibition, he was the guy that largely kept Zach Eady in check. And he's a very important part to what they do. And I really like this group. You know, listen, last year, by the way, back to Trevin Brazil for a second. Last year, I was, oh, you know, they they underachieved. They finished in ninth place in the SEC. It's like, yeah, it's because uh, literally a first-round pick in Nick Smith was in and out of the lineup all year. And Trevin Brazil, who is probably going to be a first-round pick, got hurt in December. You're just starting to see how good he can be. Again, uh, finished with 19 points, 11 rebounds, hit four three-pointers. Really good game for him. Quickly, from the Duke perspective, you know, let me just say this. Um they kind of are who I told you they were. And if you remember, after the Champions Classic, they actually played Arizona before the Champions Classic. And then they played Michigan State in the Champions Classic. They barely won. And I said, I, I'm I'm a little underwhelmed. And it's I don't want to say that because it feels like I'm taking away from Arkansas. But at the same time, I bring it up to say they were my preseason national championship picks. But I don't think their guards outside of Jeremy Roach are good enough. Jeremy Roach was the only guy that showed up to play. And I don't think they're good on the wing. The kid, Mark Mitchell, who returned from last year, did not play well in this game. And oh, by the way, on top of that, um, you know, uh, um, you know, Kyle Filipowski was in foul trouble again. They did a good job of limiting him. So I give Arkansas a ton of credit. Duke, I think they're limited. The good news is I don't think the ACC is that good. I know North Carolina destroyed Tennessee. I did not get to watch much of that game being at the arena. But Kentucky destroyed Miami. Uh, Duke basically got destroyed by Arkansas. And Arkansas gets the win. So the two best teams from the ACC do not perform well in this event. Uh, Really quick. And by the way, they were both on the road. I get it. By the way, really quickly for Arkansas, let me just say, don't think anything has changed from my perspective in terms of their long-term capabilities. I think they're a team that's good enough to play in a Final Four. I think they're a team that's good enough to play in the National Championship. 
It's going to take time for them to figure things out. Um, but the good news is the pieces are there. One thing I did say in that that post-game stream that went live, um, I, I was at practice and you just see all the bodies that they have. You know, everybody knows Caleb Battle and Tremont Mark and Tr- Trevin Brazil. Um Leighton Plocker's a dude. Uh, Chandler Lawson's a dude. They just got guys everywhere. So I like this team, and I like um, you know what they're about. And lastly, let me say again, just kudos to the atmosphere, man. And and you know, uh, again, I don't want to share too much, but but talk to Coach Muss a little bit after the game, and he even said, you know, he had family and friends, and he talked about it in the press conference. So I'm not sharing any top secret news, but you know, he said that you know he had family and friends from all over the country that they've been waiting to come to a game. Could it? quite make it work. And and he told them, this is the game that you have to be at. If you were watching on TV, the atmosphere was as good as you think it was. It was even better. It was crazy. I thought the cool part was a couple of things. First of all, Bud Walton is a totally unique arena to anything that I've ever seen. It's very, there's a lot of people packed in a really tight space. And I found out this week that apparently um, Bud Walton, when it was built in the nineties, the intention was, the maximum amount of people in the minimal amount of space possible. In other words, the smallest possible space with the most possible people. And that is a loud, crazy, impossible place to play when they're rolling. Um, I remember Dan Hurley uh, about three, four years ago, they beat Villanova. It was actually two seasons ago, not the national championship year, but the year before Uh, they beat Villanova. It was actually Jay Wright's final big East loss of his career. But I bring it up. He retired that summer. But I remember Dan Hurley saying, um, you know, after the game, he got thrown out and he says, man, that is the loudest, craziest environment that I've ever been. This was in Hartford. But he said, I felt like a Roman gladiator out there. And that's what I think Eric Musselman probably feels like every time he walks through those doors of Bud Walton Arena. Insane atmosphere. Great atmosphere. Um, You know, just 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 a truly, truly, truly awesome event. And I think the cool part was the game was largely in control. And so it just, it was cool to watch the fans be able to enjoy from about the eight minute mark until the two minute mark, where it's just a party. It's celebrating. People are dancing. People are throwing stuff in the air. And then of course the court storm. I, I, I I was not on the court uh, for those who are wondering. Um, And uh, it was one of those deals. I've never been part of a court storm, but it was so cool. Uh, the music on the court when the game goes final uh, player, you know, everybody's jumping and screaming and all we do is win, 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 no matter what, just an unbelievable atmosphere and an unbelievable game. And just really quickly do want to thank, you know, all the Arkansas fans that took the time to reach out to me, all the Arkansas fans that took the time to say hello to me. Um, just an incredible experience. I don't want to leave. I'm leaving to go to Kansas on uh on uh, Thursday, I'll actually be up in KC, and then I'll go to, to the Kansas game on Friday, Kansas-UConn. But to all the Arkansas fans, thank you for your hospitality. Thank you for your kindness. Fayetteville is an incredible city. For people who have never been, northwest part of Arkansas, just an inc- beautiful area, beautiful campus, uh, and I'm just so grateful that I took this opportunity. So I think that's it. I think that's all for today's show. Appreciate your guys' support. And appreciate you guys tuning in. I will be back on Friday with a new episode previewing the weekend in college football, all that good stuff. But thank you again so much for all your support. And again, thank you to the Arkansas fans who uh, reached out, said hello, all that good stuff. Time for me to go. Time for me to go to bed. It is 
59, it's 12.59 Eastern time or Central time. I don't even know what time zone I'm in, uh, but it's time for me to go. Shout out to Torrent Craig. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick, you F had unblocked me. By the way, talk to Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee needs to unblock me too. I'll be back on Friday. New episode of the Aaron Torres pod. Appreciate everybody.